you doing over there? I'm just like about to do a podcast. No big deal. What are you doing? Nothing. (laughs) Happy day. (laughs) Episode 265. Here we are. How are you? I'm doing real well, because guess what? I caught a pic of on my way over here, Suze. (laughs) I don't believe it. The long requested (laughs) picture. Demanded. Demanded, dare I say. Yeah. Picture of the goat walker. Let me see. Goat walker, plural. Goats walker. (laughs) The goats walker. Yes. Can I see it? Yes. Also, uh, update. Yeah. Uh, Not a man. Walking that goat. Different, you mean? Different no, person. So I think same. I think I just didn't take a good peek. And then she seemed, I like almost ran the goats over <laughs> trying to take a picture of them because they were like crossing the street. Right. This, I was arriving at a different time. So it's very obvious that they walk from two o'clock to one o'clock or, or 12 right. o'clock to one o'clock. Yeah. And I caught them on the trail end of the walk, like going back into the neighborhood. That's so cute. This woman <laughs> definitely knew I was taking a picture of her goats. No. Definitely waved. She probably... <laughs> and then I turned... I had to turn down into a neighborhood to get this picture. That was a dead end. So then I had to come back. But don't worry, because along the way, I saw something else exciting. A peacock in the middle of the road. I got so many fun pictures in your neighborhood, Suze. Let me show you. This is so great. There's a peacock. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh. And then don't think I didn't get the goats. Oh. On a leash. Oh, yeah, that does resemble a man. Yeah. Like at first blush. Yeah, and I have only ever seen her from the back, so. Okay, she, wait, and that's two goats? It's two goats on leash. Wait, leashes. when did she wave, though? Not in the picture. Oh, uh, well, right before I took the picture and then right after I took the picture. <laughs> and then definitely again when I was coming back around, she's like, yeah, I know what you were turning in here for. I, well, I'm no sure she gets need. a lot. Right, I figured. So she just it's, looked very excited. She probably too. wants, that's pro- they don't even need to be Exa- walked, I right. bet. Right, Like they hate right. the walk. Yeah. They're and the she's opposite like a of dogs. backyard. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, what if they hated the walk? Yeah, like when she spells it, you know, when you do with a dog and they still know and they get excited, W-L-K. they're like, damn it. Again, like ugh, this lady, right? Yeah, but um, do you think that they're like brother and brother? Hmm. Are they boys even? I don't know. I'll have to take a look at at the udders. Right. Wait. Do boy goats have udders? No. Like just the gals. They just have one udder. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. (laughs) But like, you know how like boys have nipples? Yeah. So like, do male goats? I do not think have. A little because no. think about cows, right? Male right. cows don't have that. I'm, I I know very little about livestock. Is what I'm <laughs> like very little. Was it? I don't think it's your phone. I don't think it's my phone that's making this yeah, noise. That our noise. audience is probably checking their equipment. Yeah, like oh, it's just what is what it? is that? I'm on airplane mode. What so. if we're like we've been tapped by home? Oh, by the way, what? that totally what? reminds what? What? me. I you know how are you on LinkedIn? Uh, not you really. are. We're I mean, actually connected. I am, but I don't go on until I have a. Because I don't well, update my resume there. yet. Yeah, it's well, a whole thing, so I don't. I do know you're on there because we're connected. <laughs> but I check it every week, and uh, I got a thing that said like each week it'll say you appeared in so many number of searches or so many number. The, these people have been looking at your profile. Yes. One of them was Homeland Security. No. Yes, you. Oh Do you God. think it's my Twitter? I bet it is. It must it be. It must be. Susie. Unless somebody that works for them is a brainiac. Which would also be awesome. 
That would, but not likely. <laughs> We're not really the type yeah. that the people at Homeland Security would listen to, I would wow, think. Wow, I bet it's your tweets. If you work at Homeland Security and you've been stalking my LinkedIn, yeah. let me know, Brainiac, because I would like to talk to you about Homeland Security. <laughs> I got a request for Kellyanne to, uh, like a connection request from Kellyanne. Kelly- yes. This morning I woke up to it. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I didn't, I haven't even what? opened it or anything. You know how they can like request like what? connections? From or, I don't the know. challenge. Yes. The woman that blocked us. Yes. In, okay. This morning. What does she want? I don't know. And why Clearly is to be she... connected on LinkedIn. I. What if she's looking for me to, for like a, a reference? I cannot imagine ta- that she is the kind of person that would be very active on LinkedIn considering I don't think she has, maybe that's why she's yeah. on there. Yeah. Good go. night. I don't know why that makes me mad. Well, yes, I do. Uh, are you going to be connected then? Well, I don't know. I you you got to think about it? I, I feel like like once I open up the Pandora's box of like going actually going on LinkedIn, that I'm going to actually have to like update my profile and do all that stuff and get a... You will have to do that, by the way. Well, eventually, yeah. yeah. But I want to like make sure I'm like, I don't know, through school and, and have all the stuff that I can add to my resume. Completed, mm-hmm. right? You know. Okay. Well, let me know when you do that. Yeah, I will. How about how you pass it along to employers or something? <laughs> or what? <laughs> right. No, I just like want to see what happens yeah. to your profile. I'm gonna hire somebody like to do my resume. What? Yeah. What like one you... of those services where you like give them here's the deal and why? Here's the... Why don't you want to do it? Because that's like not my jam. Like I'm not good at that stuff. Really? Like I know what I know, and I know that I'm not good at that. Well, do you, in your field, is it like a traditional resume or is it like a specific format, you know? Specific format. And there are a lot of, like, I think, uh, I don't know, just, I have so much stuff, you know, I want to be able to whittle it down to the goods, Hmm. just the good stuff that, you know, I heard these people existed. No, they, they do. But the reason I inquire is because like in academia, it's so, um, formulaic, Mm -hmm. the template that, you'd be wasting your money paying someone to do it because it's almost like fill in the, yeah. like you got this and then you published this and you spoke here and then yeah, it, it isn't like a normal resume where you have to kind of like figure out how to word it yeah, or, yeah. you know, it's Ugh. more black and white. Even thinking about which kind it is, I'm, I'm already like, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even want to do that. You don't want to be involved. No, I don't want to be involved. Just wow. freaking hire me. All right. Well, that could happen too. I mean, who, you might not even need it. Um, how about how I was watching this video um, about Twinsburg, you know, when they have twin days? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, of course, I was like, oh, it's funny. I'm watching this right after I saw the right. three identical you're, strangers. You're on a twin kick. Yeah, like accidentally. But anyway, it was super cute. I, I really recommend it because it was really well shot. And it is just... I guess a human feeling of like you enjoy looking at twins yeah. weirdly. I want to know. I'm fascinated by them. Fascinated yeah. by them. Well, okay. So that video in particular was um, lighthearted and was just sort of exploring that weird connection that yeah. that, that multiples have that we can never really understand. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them touched on the idea of how like from a very young age, people make such a fuss about it when they're around you that then it like compounds yeah. whatever you feel already and then 
it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, like uh-huh. you're the twins, you're the twins, and do you dress like people have a lot of questions, and um, and so I do wonder like to what extent that is you know a genetic connection oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. versus like this weird thing that how we behave around twins yeah. affecting how they see themselves. I think I mean I think that connection is real and strong. I think it's real. I just wonder if it's like, what do you call it? Like exacerbated or whatever. Maybe it's more like, uh, you know, kind of like if you if you were born and somebody told you your whole life that you were psychic, you would probably hone those skills to be psychic a little more, or maybe just kind of like feel things because I don't know. You're you're already expected to. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of like that with the twins, where it's almost like tuning into. Like a radio station and the signal's a little stronger if you get the reinforcement your whole life versus... Well, you know, it'd be interesting to see, like, twins in different cultures. Like, if it's, you know, looked at differently in different cultures, is it? Oh, like, I bet in some it's, it's considered, be. like, magical or right. something. Or the opposite or, you know, it's got to have some, some, you know, all those things, too. Yeah. Although now I think because of the fertility thing and how yeah. it's more common uh, i don't know if that's his troop in terms of like this the magical i component. feel like twins are popping up everywhere they are like even crazy. in lincoln's class there's a set of twins and a set of triplets whoa triplets yeah oh my gosh could you imagine i think it's very um you know more commonplace now because of the fertility treatments especially yeah. in affluent communities yeah 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 um but it's still a big deal, and the kids is still fascinated by it because yeah. it's just kind of freaky, mm-hmm. especially they're all the same gender. Yeah, and look alike. I'm dying for some twins. Yeah, that is just the. I just don't. I don't know why. I feel like they would be like psychic and witchy. Yeah, <laughs> they fit into your new totally your new theme. My new coven. Sarah says that you in our Q and A this week. She said that. Um, hold on a minute. We had some tech issues there. Yep, we're, we're back. back in business. <laughs> um, no, but like you were saying during our Q and A that you have this new policy that you like are only <laughs> only. I keep thinking about it too. You only want to be a witch for Halloween forevermore. Forevermore, and maybe not just on Halloween. <laughs> but do you want to be like the same witch or like different ver- versions of it? Mm, any could witch? Be different versions. Just you know, we'll see how it evolves. What about this year? Definitely a witch, and I even announced it. I mean, I told Landon, I was like, "But which kind? Oh, like oh. green, you know? Or oh, definitely Glinda. like green witch style. Yeah, traditional. Yeah, like traditional, like Stevie Nixie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and like I was super into it. And then Landon the other night was like, "So like, uh, you're gonna be a witch like for forever for Halloween? Like, what am I supposed to be this year?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, find your own costume." He's like, "Well, I could be like a warlock." And I was like, okay, but you won't have any of the powers. No big deal. <laughs> Loser. Loser. <laughs> uh, um, well, some people, when they have Halloween, they just go all out and then they drink too much. And I mean, if you are going to do that, yeah. I feel like just be ready and hydrate a bit Yeah. with li- liquid IV. That would be my witchy advice to you. <laughs> hydrate. That's your potion. That's my potion. <laughs> That's so hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> Liquid IV is this really cool little packet of electrolyte magic drink mm-hmm. mix mm-hmm. potion that you can put into your water, and it basically hydrates you at 
two to three times the rate that a normal just bottle of water would. It gets into your bloodstream faster, so it's more efficient, and it has vitamins in it. And so, like, if you're traveling, if you're drinking a little bit too much, if you, you know, your kids are out playing soccer, they'll love the different flavors, too. Lincoln's getting into his. And it's just great because people don't get enough water. I've just been complaining about this recently, and I'm going to be taking some on my airplane travel coming up as well because mm. you always need it. I love liquid IV. I know you will too. My husband loves it even more than me. He steals all of it. Right now, our listeners get 20% off at liquid-iv.com when you use our code BRAIN at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid-iv.com and enter promo code BRAIN to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquid-iv.com, promo code BRAIN. Don't wait. Get hydrated today. Um, Okay. So, okay. So the twins... Thing is really cool. Mm-hmm. I'll put the video in the newsletter because it's fun to watch. It's fun to see how invested the twins seem in the twin identity. Oh. Do you ever? Did they ever? Or do they have any of the twins in there that don't like being twins? Well, they. Oh, oh my God! That reminds me of the silent. You know that the twins <sighs> when one killed the other one, but like yeah. with their mind. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, they're the they're the oh. extreme other. Example, yeah, go I back guess. and listen to that episode of the podcast if you hadn't yet, haven't yet. It's spo- spooky. <gasps> oh, spooky. <laughs> Adam stole our soundboard because it was making funny noises. That's but... what the crackle was. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, it's super spooky. Um, I would imagine that would suck if you really like couldn't have your own identity. In this video, they all said they, they felt bad it. for people who weren't twins. Oh. It's a built-in best friend. You're never bored. You always, you feel like you have another person of you that can relate to everything. Mm-hmm. Must be a really nice thing, but I would imagine it would be real well, they're all Were they all same gender? Yeah, these people in the video were. Yeah, I wonder if it's different if you're... Right. You know. I'm sure it's not quite the same. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay, so then that video ended, and then, you know how sometimes like a next autoplay? Yep. And this was on the Atlantic site. And the next video was... This woman who had just found out she had been a twin, she was adopted, mm-hmm. and it was made by the same guy that made Three Identical Strangers, what? and the reason she found out was through that film. Oh my God. Because she was born in 1964, <gasps> same, same area. adoption oh my agency, gosh. So I forget the name of it. So she saw the movie and then went out and, oh and my God. She saw the film and then did a DNA test and then found the match. Oh And the God. woman was her twin sister and so this on camera was them meeting for the first time (gasps) oh my god okay tell me everything okay oh my gosh i'm like having all the feels yeah i mean you could really just put yourself in that their shoes because three identical strangers is so entertaining yeah but it was a retrospective where this was in real time like this is the first time they're meeting and what that must be like. And it's a little awkward. Yeah. They don't quite know what to say. Oh, my God. But you look identical. That would be so weird. And you just think they were, like, comparing oh. body parts. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting chills everywhere. Right? Because that would look the same. They were comparing their hands and their arms and their eyes. And it was just really... They were saying how screwed up it is because on their... So they're adoption records showed that they had weren't adopted until they were five months old which to me means 
Mm-hmm. And it was two days apart. So I think they were together for five months. Of course they were. They were. That's so messed up. Can you imagine? Oh my God. And I bet the you trauma. would like try to go in your mind and be like, can I remember? You know, obviously yeah. you're only a little baby, but yeah. you think, do I have this connection? I mean, I couldn't believe that, that I was watching it. I think like if somebody just took a sibling away mm-hmm. that wasn't a twin mm-hmm. and how devastating that would be. Right. Just that. And they don't even, they're, they probably always had a feeling that something was, or like there was a hole. Did they, did she talk about it at all? No, she did. They didn't say anything about that. And it didn't seem like that. The one goes, we really missed out on twin popularity. High school would have been a lot better, you know, just sort of superficial stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure later, once you absorb, this is what went on right. i'm sure there Put some are pieces deeper together thoughts. one of my favorite things from the whole movie the three invisible strangers was identical identical yeah. three identical strangers uh was one of them needed an appendicitis like his appendix removed <laughs> yeah and he didn't have insurance right. so he went in there and said he was the other guy who did have insurance and he got his appendix removed or some some body part right right like surgery and on like, the other guy's like, insurance hopefully yeah the other guy <laughs> won't need it someday down the road because <laughs> they'll be like uh uh-uh, we already took that out can <laughs> no, you just have better. a look again yeah. <laughs> right. i think it grew back <laughs> I bet you that happens a lot. And why wouldn't you do that? Right. I mean, well, yeah, because it's a felony. So, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but like, um, because well, well, it's a felony. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> Sarah, you're like, oh, Susie's a stickler right, right. for the rules. So speaking of magical powers, mm-hmm. this is like a really weird one that I ran across. Right. In. <laughs> I think it's you're in... getting weird. It's so funny to Why? watch because you're becoming witchy, and oh, it yeah. is like a real thing that you're doing. It's for real. All right. Um, we'll but about... this is like less, a little less witchy than that. This eight-year-old girl in where was she? She's somewhere in like the Netherlands. Oh, Sweden pulled a sword out of a lake. Oh was, yeah, like an medieval, ancient medieval right. sword, like Excalibur style. Yeah. And then in the same article, it was like, this isn't even the first time this has happened. No. Then last year, yes. just like from the exact same lake that the Excalibur sword was said to be thrown into. Yeah. Basically, women are taking over. And like the little girl's names, let me just tell you what their names are. The first one who pulled out the Excalibur sword, Matilda. Has there ever been a more witchy name than Matilda ever? And the other girl's name, Saga. I'm like, these are basically. Yeah. Just let them run Destiny. Everything. Yeah. And people are like, just because a girl pulled, we shouldn't change, like, you know, the, the rulers of the, the native, like, people are like, oh, but we should put her in charge. She's probably, like, the, <laughs> the, the next king or the next or queen, you well, know. What, what do you think is the explanation for why they're in this particular... I have no clue. And they don't, sure the, the researchers don't even know. They said that one, like, uh, the Nor- in Norway had, or sorry, Sweden had never really been uh, explored, and they found a brooch from the same time period in there. So they found a whole bunch of other stuff from that same time period. That is like, funky. what the heck is at the bottom of lakes? And what's going on that unearthed that all of a sudden? Like, she's not the first kid to play in, in and around the lake. Yeah. Well, maybe they were like, 
you know, almost concreted into the bottom and then maybe there was oh, an earthquake or, yeah. you know, some sort yeah. of situation. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah. Mm. I love that. Do you think they get to keep it or what? Oh my God, good point. Like, fine. Oh, okay. Probably not. So there are rules on this, but um. I only know them as they pertain to the ocean. Flopsum <laughs> and jepsum. Okay. And they're things that can be thrown overboard. So it's like buried treasure and what you're allowed to keep. Yeah, what's the rule? If somebody threw it overboard, if the ship was sinking and the crew or whoever was on board physically threw it overboard to try to like bail out the ship, then they still claim ownership. And I think that's called flopsum. Mm-hmm. And then the other one where the entire ship goes down mm-hmm. and you, it's still like on board, yeah. but you find the wreckage is the one that you're allowed to keep. That's the one. Yeah. You or would it's think vice I'd be the versa. <laughs> I should check. Oh my god. Oh no, it's vice versa. You're allowed to keep the one they throw overboard. But we should, I should double check. This is why we need our Google fact checker. Oh lord, right. that's funny. Okay. Well, one of them you can keep and one of them you can't keep. Well, one thing I'm definitely keeping is my TiVo, which I have set up and am now enjoying thoroughly because mm. It is not your grandma's TiVo. I can't stop thinking about the fast forward through the slow parts. And I can't stop watching TV shows where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really wish I had that little button to click to like, come on, come on. Yes. Let's go. Let's get this. A lot of people have cut the cord and said like they don't think they need cable anymore. And you know, we watch all the Netflix, stuff like that. Yeah. So whether you're one of those people or whether you have cable still, TiVo has really great features that will help you enjoy your your show of choice um basically it's a complete home tv experience live tv dvr and streaming device in one lets you access everything you love on screen you can skip over entire commercials so you don't have to fast forward or anything and you can do it with voice command so it's just like skip and then (laughs) there you go and then Sarah said... I wish I could say that in conversation sometimes. <laughs> Skip. Skip. Next. <laughs> or as Sarah said, you can watch shows 30% faster, like if there's a boring period, but you still want to see it. And then they pitch correct the sound so you can still understand what they're saying. They don't sound like weirdos. They've put <laughs> together a deal for our listeners too. They're offering 20% off any TiVo Bolt, O-T-A, or TiVo Bolt Vox. Just head over to TiVo.com slash BrainCandy20 and remember promo code BrainCandy20. That's TiVo.com slash BrainCandy20 with promo code BrainCandy20 for 20% off. So whether you're one of those antenna people or cable people, they have something for you. Um, oh, that is really weird about the treasure, though. Because yeah. you know how there are, like, off off like North Carolina and South Carolina, there are treasures. Really? Yeah, and, like, people oh, go scuba, you know, and try yeah. to get it. And I think they're not allowed. Oh, okay. So they must be the Jepsum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, of course you're still going to try. Absolutely. Because it's millions of dollars. It's not, like, 50 cents down there. And, you know, you never know what people have, like, taught, lose. I go right back to Kim Kardashian and how she lost her huge, gigantic <laughs> engagement it, ear, was ring, or whatever. It never recovered? No, her earrings. I don't think, or something. It was either earrings Earring. or it was an earring. never recovered. There's like a ten. There's like a ten carat diamond at the bottom of. That's crazy. Somebody should definitely. It's worth it to yeah, sift through all that. Yeah, because if you get scuba. Yeah. Um, it's like the opposite of those. You know those people with the uh, metal detectors at the beach. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Uh, we can ask Chet Cannon. He was really big on that for a long time. What? <laughs> 
Sarah. I swear. Don't. Why are you looking at me like I'm making this up? I promise. What do you mean, though? Big on it. Like he went out searching every weekend, for searching for stuff or like whatever you find with was probably this Kim you, Kardashian's ring. Was or, this when you lived with him? Or is no, it? this was afterwards when he moved to California. Because yeah, you need. How do you, you know about it? Because he <laughs> took pictures and told it. Told me. And what was he excited about finding? I don't think he found much. But like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a lot of yeah, questions. This is great. But like, what were the pictures of then? Ooh, they were of him posing with it. We'll have to look back in his Twitter account to uh, or, or Instagram feed to check it out. I'll do that. that. And he didn't think that was lame. I think that's right. That I think he he's like the kid who wore a briefcase or carried a briefcase in high school. Like ironically. You know, or not, or not, or something. You know, so would I think you, it's part of his. It's like it's on brand for him. Would you consider Chet your friend? And I don't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, I'm just man. curious, like it would. How oh, we're it's different. I here. think it's different now. You know. Yeah. I think it's. It's a legacy friend. It's a legacy friend. I have some of those. That's a good thing to say, but it would be difficult for me to ha- hang out with him now in this certain political climate, knowing what uh where he stands and yeah you don't have a lot in common yeah but didn't he go to the glad awards with you yes he did and did he enjoy that it seemed like he enjoyed it is he pro lgbt rights Ooh, another question i don't really know the answer to that really wasn't the right venue for him i think he might be pro winning awards (laughs) aren't we all right so which is which is stronger your desire to win or your well, I no. tell you, if like, let me think of it. If the KKK <sighs> was offering right. me an award. Sorry, pass. Hard I, pass. <laughs> give it to the next runner up. I mean, I would have to question a lot of my life choices. A, and B, I would not go to the ceremony. Correct. That's just me, though. Hmm. Any hoodles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I didn't know you were going to bring up Chet when I brought up metal detectors. <laughs> so I, I feel just, like it's hard not to, knowing what I know. I mean, have Love. you ever been tempted by things like that? Metal detectors? Just sort of uh, finding treasure. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. when I was a little kid, yeah. I was all about... I, I, and little girls go through this phase, especially little girls. It's very strong. From the age of about four to six, somewhere in that hmm. period, there's almost this like pre-nesting thing where little girls will collect stuff. And oftentimes it's little rocks or... And they, they like collect it and they'll hide it in their rooms. And moms all over the place are, have, you know, backed this up and said, "Oh my God, my daughter did that. Oh, I did but that. What like, is or it? I did that." It's it ha- I mean, from what I've heard, it's like a nesting thing. Like it's kind of like it goes along with the playing house uh, age, like huh. little dolls and stuff like that. But it's so it's interesting. There's like a desire to collect things that are. It's like the crows. Or it's like hunter, hunting and gathering. Maybe it's just like the like old gathering gathering stuff right. from way back. In God, your, that is it's, yeah. weird, weird. But now I think back and I totally did that and I kind of didn't stop doing that. <laughs> Still collect do, rocks and I sand. I don't know if you know the data on this, but do are women at a... Are they hoarders more than men? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I bet they are. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Because that would make I sense. I think the type of hoarding is different. Yeah. You know? <laughs> one's crap. Yes. And one's crap. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Yeah. You're probably like right about like that. Maybe like mechanical stuff, more of like the fixy stuff. Like yeah, guys and have like, the garages. With, and the freaking junkyards with cars. Yes. That's your male horde and female horde is like the craft yarn world and yarn the and yarn glitter. Barn. And the yarn barn. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> yep. And glitter. Yeah. At least it's pretty. Yeah. Um, okay. Man. The next thing I want to talk about, how about how... I'm having this weird, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a midlife crisis where. <laughs> so subtly. No big deal. Where I am obsessed with my hometown. Oh my God. What is that? I don't, you know what that is? That's homesickness. Oh. Suze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, ex- and you know why I think you're feeling it especially strong? Hmm. Because the seasons are changing there and not here and so you're getting a reminder of like it's almost like you're getting a a, like a double reminder of the things that you miss so not just like your friends and family and relationships you've talked a lot about the food recently from Pittsburgh you've um and the weather and how like the transitions to fall and we don't really get that over here so you're kind of like what do you think I mean, it might be like there was, this, I bumped into this guy who had on like, I think it was a pink Pittsburgh Penguins hat and then his shirt was Steelers. And this happens all the time, by the way, like this is a common like thing. One of every team. <laughs> and then the back of his shirt said steel curtain, which was the seventies oh defense. Uh, that's the nickname for their defense, mm-hmm. the steel curtain. And um, he had a big beard. He looked like one of those Duck Dynasty guys. <laughs> and I was like, Adam, get the camera. I got to get a picture <laughs> with him. And he was like, okay. And then I went over. And usually if you were to meet somebody from Pittsburgh and you're not in Pittsburgh, it's a big deal. You have like a secret handshake or a it's cheer a whole or something thing. you guys it's do? A, yeah. It's, and he's clearly yeah. representing. Clearly. So I was like, are you from Pittsburgh? And he was like, yep. And I'm like, what part? And he was like, McKee's Rocks. And that's legit. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I thought we were going to bond and he was <gasps> having none of it. What? And he didn't even ask me if like where I was from or anything. So then I was, I didn't take a picture. You, you didn't offer it up? Like, Hey, I'm from Pittsburgh too. I, I think so in much. the end I was like, Oh, I'm from, you know, Ross Township or whatever. And he was just like, okay. Oh. He's like, I don't get back much. The last time I was back was when my mom died and he, and then I go, Oh, oh. how was that? And he goes, it was rainy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, if that isn't an avoidance of the emotion, I don't know what it is. What is. Like, How hilarious. Anyway, I just oh, wanted you to analyze. Up. <laughs> yeah. I bet he's the explosive type, too. He was real quiet, though. Yeah. Oh, real quiet right now, because he's keeping it all of it in, and I bet he's just <laughs> the type to explode. Sarah. You pro- you, your takeaway from your mother's funeral was that it was raining? Ooh. <laughs> I am. I think I am homesick, though, and it does help that I have my homesick candle from Pittsburgh because I can burn it and think about because it smells like maple, which is just right. And they homesick candles have every like state in the U.S. and they have a bunch of cities Mm -hmm. and then they have a bunch of stuff. I love camp. Did you burn it yet? Mm -hmm. I wondered if it was like. Do you think it evokes that? Yep, it sure does. Let me see what it's like. Did woodsy. We, did we already read what the camp one smells like? Let me see what it says. It's got like pine, fresh, citrus, fresh green grass, crystal clear lake water, blooming hyacinth. Oh, fresh lemon and smoke. Oh, lemon. That's probably the citrus. I'm yes. Smelling. And the smoke is like campfire. 
That's I thought cool. there would be more pine or something in there. Maybe it's just trees I'm smelling, yeah. the fresh-cut grass. Right. Yeah. They have Friday night football. They have books, which I always think is so cool. Somebody wrote, okay, but are they old books or new books? Oh, like, fair I, question. I old books. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Kind of like your overall library feel. Yes. Smells. Yeah, have you walked into a library? Anyway, they are really nice, and they make great gifts. I personally just like them for myself even because, like Sarah noted, I'm having like a problem with being homesick. <laughs> These burn for 60 to 80 hours, so they last a really long time. If you go to homesick.com, you can find every single one of the 50 United States candles plus dozens of classic U.S. cities. Popular countries of the world ship direct to you and your family or friends in just days. Right now, our listeners get free shipping plus $10 off when you buy two or more candles. Visit homesick.com and use our code BRAINCANDY. That's homesick.com and use brain candy. Okay. What was I? Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Anyway, by the time this airs, I will have been there, and hopefully we'll Good. have, you know, dealt with that, whatever the hell that is. I did a quick search of what are some signs of being homesick. What do you got? Uh, constantly thinking about home. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Decreased motivation. Oh, my God. Yeah. How's your motivation? It's like the same as always. Yeah, I have a you're, problem you're pretty, there. You're pretty yeah. good in that area. <laughs> uh, irritability. Yeah. Loneliness. Missing people, things, and places associated with home. Mm-hmm. A negative outlook. Yeah. I mean, and I just feel like, should I have moved? Did I do the wrong <gasps> thing? Well, you know what my answer to that is. <laughs> and like the, although funnily enough, this weekend they were, it was 86 degrees there. Wow. That's crazy to me. In October, forget it. Well, I can make you feel better and, and tell you that there are a few things you can do to lift your mood while you're feeling homesick. Yeah. You can realize that homesickness is a normal feeling Aww. and you can talk about your feelings with friends and family <laughs> and post okay. pictures and things from your home in your house. Really? So, like, more things that represent Pittsburgh at your home, like maybe some pictures, things like that. Is this helpful? Yeah. And I think that's something a lot of people have felt or struggle with, especially when you get relocated for a job or something like that, or maybe going to school in a different state. Yeah. This is, like, a real thing. I think it's hard, though, to um, sift out whether do I miss Pittsburgh or do I miss the people or yeah. do I miss the cost of living? Oh, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> you know, bit of or that. something. What yeah. is it? And that can be hard like when it's you. Mm-hmm. You think I don't even know which thing it is that I'm yearning for. Yeah. But it's just an interesting thing I'm sure a lot of people deal with when they have to move for whatever reason. Yeah. Social withdrawal is also another one of the What's that? If, like if you withdraw socially, like like being more kind of introverted or kind of keeping to yourself more is it's a, a sign of, oh. or a symptom of being homesick, which kind of then is like compounding. Yeah. And it plays, you know. It's a circle. Yeah. So maybe you'd feel less homesick if you worked on social connections locally. Yeah. But then feeling homesick makes you not want to do those things. Right. Good thing we went to like, that comedy show. The it's like how they say, um, you know, like depressed people should exercise and whatever. And it's the last thing right. that you want to do when you're depressed yeah. is like, oh, I'm going to go oh, for a yeah. freaking mm-hmm, hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Forget it. Right. Okay. Uh, I thought you would enjoy that there was an article in The Atlantic about the rise, <laughs> the rise and fall of the bad joke, which was that's what she said. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. So good. And it had a graph oh of like when its popularity. <gasps> yes. When was when did it, it peak? peaked in two thousand ten? Okay, 
and like it's just a straight peak like it's a yeah. mountain peak yeah and um it didn't go up at, there wasn't a little like uptick with the the, the office maybe, maybe minimally well that was during the office oh it was 2010 that that's what she said was at its peak yeah oh i guess enough people had heard it and then and then it became a cultural thing outside of even the office oh my god so that's when it peaked so really michael scott was right in line with social trends of that being popular i think that's why it was popular oh is okay. What it's saying. okay and it was talking about how like the joke isn't funny. Like, it's only funny because The Office was parodying a boss that tells bad jokes. Right, right. And so... It's so good. <laughs> and then it talked about how Steve Carell lamented how people started using it as, like, conversational croutons, like, even when it didn't apply. Right. Oh, yeah, I don't like, like when that. they do that. Somebody <laughs> dropped it the other day, and I was like, mm, not... It wasn't... Not why? Because it, it just it didn't it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be what she would say in <laughs> she wouldn't say she that. wouldn't say that and then it, it funnily enough in the article it said that this sort of bad joke has existed forever and that there's even an example an Anglo-Saxon uh, codex from the 11th century oh my God tell me everything here's the joke yeah. <laughs> Um, what hangs at a man's thighs and wants to poke a hole that it has often poked before? A key. Uh-huh. Okay. I so get it. The but bad you think it's a penis. Right. And it's like poke, hole, hanging between his thighs. Those are all like to make the double entendre, yeah. whatever. And then it's a key. Ha ha. Terrible joke. They probably knew it was a bad joke then. Man. But... Has subject matter even changed? <laughs> Not one little bit. Our best joke on this whole entire show was our bag of dicks joke. It's not... We can't even... That's false. The best joke was Al Bundy. Oh, that was good. I wonder what I thought episode it was Ted that Bundy, was. And it was really Al Bundy. All of you encyclopedic <laughs> brainiacs out there, can you figure out when the Al Bundy joke was? I need to re-listen to that. Al Bundy mix-up. <laughs> the great mix-up. <laughs> And that's not who you do not want to mix those two up. Oh gosh. Did you ever have you ever used that's what she said in conversation? Absolutely. Yeah, for 100%. sure. A hundred percent. And my that there are I have two that I love. That's what she said. But more than that, I love a blanker i hardly know her like <laughs> however and like that one i'll use in like whatever anything that ends with er absolutely I'm definitely going to yeah i support poker that. i hardly know her liquor <laughs> <laughs> every time it's funny it is oh my god this reminds me i once said that's what she said in class no. Yes. And it was one of my greatest moments and I regret nothing. It was so <laughs> hilarious. They were, oh, this is how it happened. Okay. So we were all sitting down and we were trying to, it was some writing class or English class or something like that where we were coming up with the, this was very early in college and we were coming up with like a thesis sentence for, a, you know, a sample, the, like thesis sentence for a, a essay or something. Yeah. And somebody, you know, he was having uh, us break into groups and figure them out. And then we would write them on the board, like what our group came up with. And so one group, they write theirs up on the board and he has them read it out loud and they read it. And as soon as he was done, he goes, it's good, but it's kind of a mouthful. And I went, <laughs> oh! 
that's what she said. And everybody started slow clapping. <gasps> well, till, okay. Like, I was like, when that was so good. I know you, so I know that you didn't think about like, should I or shouldn't I? You oh, had to do it. Had that to. was compulsive. Compulsion. Abs- this was pre-ADHD medication. I was... I, it, it was, it, I can't even be blamed. Right. But then once you said it, what I wonder is, was there ever a thought of... Oh, I shouldn't have said that? I might get in trouble. Like the Absolutely. professor could find that offensive. Yeah. Except he was super hot and young and I was like, I can probably talk my way out of this. Right. What Do you think that your brain would have stopped you if it had been a woman or an old man or whatever, whoever Ooh, might be offended? Question. No, I would have whispered it quieter. <laughs> you still would I mean, have said I it. I really, sometimes I think I need to position myself in class with a, a barrier of like empty desks around me so that I don't disturb my classmates because I cannot not say the joke. Mm-hmm. Like it, sometimes they just set me up for it. And I'm like, what, what, am, I'm only human. What am I supposed to do with an opening like that? What would you say that is? In ADHD. You? Oh, a hundred percent. It's, why? it's, um, impulsivity. Hmm. I'm very impulsive, and I'm, I happen to also be quick, you know, would a little, I think I'm funny. Yeah. So if you, that's a bad combination. <laughs> or highly profitable, depending yeah, or on that. your career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've done well with uh, yes, that. Yes, working so far. Okay. So I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better in class about, like, you know, making sure I sit next to people who either also think that it's funny or, or <laughs> surround yourself with a good audience. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I don't have a good segue, which is really disappointing. And oh, I, I'm sick. I'm sickened it. by it. But I, I'm also sickened by the um, interest rates on some credit card. Uh, what do you call them? Credit cards. Period. Period. That makes me mad. Because you'll get the bill and you're like, what the devil? And it's just because the interest rate is so high. And I've been there many times where I had no idea. You think it's like a good deal. Or like where they have those introductory periods and then you're like, uh, what happened? When the six months was up and then you're like, go broke? That's what she said. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, am I off my game? But you could roll all of your credit card debt into one monthly payment if you so choose at a lower fixed interest rate. Through Lightstream. Lightstream offers credit card consolidations loan, loans from 5.89% APR with auto pay. It lower, it's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 18%. Oh, my God. That's awful. You can get a loan from five dollars to $100,000 and with funds being given to you as soon as the day you apply. I looked at the application, checked it all out, recommended it to a family member. She used it. Saving a bundle now. The application is simple. It doesn't take a lot of time. And they plant a tree with every loan they fund, which is so cute. Our listeners get a special discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash brain candy, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash brain candy. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.50 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash brain candy for more information. I love a good deal. Mm-hmm. I love saving money. I was like, nah, I'll pass on a good deal. That's what I don't get. Nobody. Because if you're in that position, freaking just go and see the application yeah. because it's so easy. Oh, yeah. And Sarah. That's, we talk about that in school. We, you know, I was talking, actually, I was talking with some friends about this just the other day that self care isn't necessarily what we think it is. 
People think self-care is like a manicure and a pedicure. I could not agree more. Let's talk about that for a bit. Yes. I think this is a good subject, you know? What where, What was your conversation? And then I'll weigh in on what I think. So uh, <clears throat> I was talking with, you know, I, I read it actually in, in uh, the Marriage and Family Therapy magazine that I get monthly. And it was talking about the importance of mindfulness and mindfulness practices and how to incorporate that into your self-care routine. But before that, it talked about what self-care is and what it isn't. And in the article, it said, you know, some self-care isn't always just, you know, beauty treatments and getting massages and doing things um, that self-care really are doing things that enhance your life not do how sometimes people see self-care as things that distract you from your life whereas true self-care are doing things that enhance yes. your life and support the life that you want to live such as getting rid of toxic friends taking a look at your uh, bank accounts and where you might be spending more money than you should um you know going through and i don't know wh- whatever it is absolutely I feel like I'm at church. Yeah. And I'm hitting upon the same epiphany myself mm. and, and feeling that same thing of like, like, okay, if X, Y, and Z are problematic, yep. deal with them. Don't yep. go get a pedicure. Absolutely. That is true. Self-care is looking at the things in your life that aren't supporting the life that you want to live Yes, and doing some, you know, cleaning out or, or why, restructuring why though, that. Is it so often that when people refer to self-care, especially like on TV, you know, mm-hmm. or like in magazines, it tends to talk about it in this very superficial way. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I wonder if it's that... Uh, Maybe for some people that would you know, ma- and I'm, be I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about like the kind of person who is just like... Ne- okay, for me, for example, right now, I have not had a free hour or two in weeks and I am dying for a pedicure so bad. Yeah. And for me, that absolutely is self-care yeah. because I have been go, 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 go. And what I really need is some time to just have like have Someone some time take for care myself. Like not be moving, not be researching something or reading a book while I'm doing it. Just to make you feel beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And because it's like, yeah, and it's something that, you know, is part like will make me feel good. But if I, but also the reason why I haven't done it is because I've been able to recognize that there are other things that take priority right now that are more self-care for me. So like, that's like my self-care item that's like fifth on the list, but maybe like number one is eating three meals a day. So instead of taking my lunch break to go get a pedicure, I have to take my lunch break to eat like you should. So that that self-care is getting met. So you kind of have to do like a... a it's hierarchical. Higher, yes. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And that's another thing is this is a lot about privilege too. Totally. But that's always what's bothered me about the self-care conversation is that it tends to talk about women like they... That's the thing that they're missing out on is like getting their nails done. Yeah, when it's re- often, I especially with people with kids... Mm-hmm. I think what they're missing is an identity. It's like so much bigger than a hair appointment or something. It's about like having their own time to like pursue their passion. Totally. And so for 
a lot of people who are just making ends meet, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, what am I going to do, go take tango lessons? Right. Like, that's not feasible. Right. But then, but they have to find, I hope, mm-hmm. that they can find a way to satisfy that within their budget and all of that. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, it will kill your spirit. Absolutely. And you can look at everything you do across. I think it's it's really helpful to find out what self-care means to you and where you can... Um, like interject some into your life, it's really helpful to make a timeline of your week and even like really write down like what is it that you spend. I think the new update on the iPhone is so great. Have you used it? I love it more than anything. It logs your screen time. It lets you know where you're spending, like what website. Where is where, it? What, mine? No, no, like on your phone. Oh, so it's uh, under settings. It's there's a section that says screen time and then it'll break down it, that into um, like research, social media, uh, like work and productivity. It'll tell you exactly how much time you spent on all the different social media apps and Twitter and Instagram and everything like that. And then it'll tell you how you compare to a national average of other users. So you can see like... Now I'm, you're like competitive. Oh, I am so competitive. I was down 24% of my screen time from this week to last week. Because I recognized that there were, like, they, my therapist calls them time thieves. Yeah. There are, like, little things that you have to, like, be aware of what the time thieves are. And for a lot of us, it is our phone. I love, um, if you don't follow Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria Baldwin, she is a mother of four under the age of five. Whoa. Looks like a friggin' playmate because she practices wellness, uh... Oh, she, she yoga instructor? Yeah. Yes, I, I have seen her. She really cares about meditation and yeah. mindfulness and all that. And she, she does have help. She doesn't mm-hmm. pretend like, oh, I'm just amazing. Mm-hmm. But she does these awesome videos called uh, Found Time mm. uh, Workouts. Oh. Where you're, you're, her kids are running around her, and she's doing these things, and, or in the bathroom, or and it's literally two minutes. Yeah. But she finds the time because right. everyone's like, I don't have time. Well, she's oh teaching. I appreciate that she she doesn't just do it. She wants to teach people how to do it yeah. themselves. That's great. It's really cool. Okay, I'm updating my phone. Oh, great. Uh, because I'm, I'm... I wanted my... I am keep trying. I'm like, Landon, have you updated your phone? Landon, have you updated your phone? I, he won't, he <laughs> like, won't do bliss. it. Yeah, because... Uh, it's, it's really handy and it'll show you like, and it'll just make you more aware. And the other thing that it does, which is so great is you can set a time for your phone to switch, shut off. Yeah. So my phone shuts off and it says when I try to open up an app after that time, it'll say like, you're at the end of your time limit for this for the day. Would you like to add 15 more minutes or ignore this limit for the day? And it'll do that for each app. And every time you refresh a web, like a page. So it's, you can't like. It'll remind you every 15 minutes. There's no, not falling into those holes of, I mean, this is, is it just be very me? interesting for me because yeah. I have a problem with sleeping. <laughs> Same. Do you? This is, oh, I'm staying up too long. Oh, I wake up around two mm-hmm. and I stay up for about two hours mm-hmm. and I read books and mm-hmm. I, you know, tweet <laughs> and obviously this is extremely unhealthy. Right. And also it's keeping you awake because you're staring at a screen, which is stimulating your brain to stay awake. Well, I want to know if like someone can reset it because in those two hours, 
I am the most creative. Uh-huh. I come up with jokes, ideas, pitches, okay. work stuff. I'm like, yeah. And then like I usually get up around 5.30 for the day. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, I wish I felt the same yeah. now that okay. I felt at 2. Huh. So I want someone to be like, here's how you reset. Yeah. So you well, have that's that. an interesting one. Like that's often when I'm the most creative as well, but I just haven't gone to sleep yet. Right. And I just like But get then it. I justify it because like didn't Ben Franklin do that? Yeah. You and know, also, they like got uh, up in the middle of the night for a minute. Albert Einstein. Yeah, see? Genius. But he used to hold marbles in his hands and he would fall asleep with marbles in his hands because when as soon as they would drop, that space in between yeah. like consciousness and yeah. unconsciousness is where the genius yes. idea lives. Yes. Which is okay. I was just reading. And full circle, the way to get to that state without having to go through all the sleep and all that is to practice meditation and mindfulness. Yeah. Yes. That is essentially clearing out your mind. The other thing that's genius though <laughs> is uh a face wash that actually improves acne and doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Amen. BioClarity, the clear skin routine is what I use because I have breakout prone skin. I was sick of it and I found this, which is super affordable when you compare it to those programs that are like ridiculously priced. Yeah. But it's also using um, ingredients that are soothing. They don't cause irritation, but they effectively treat the problem. They also have an essentials routine if you have nice, normal skin. And they have clarifying mask that's a pore purifier. They have a hydrating mask known as the Glow Getter. It's delivered straight to you. It's easy to use. Three-step skincare routine, 100% vegan. I could go on and on. Get started on your healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners get the first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free, and it comes with 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code BRAINCANDY. That's bioclarity.com and enter code brain candy. Um, I have heard that about the genius yeah. like thing where they like use that weird time, mm-hmm. wake, sleep mm-hmm. in between. Yep. And there was an article in where Atlantic all about it. <laughs> God damn, you are weird. <laughs> what? Here's what I said to Adam. What? This is my theory. Oh. I think you're turning into your mom. Probably a little. Like, like the 2.0 yeah. version. Yeah. And this is your way of being like that and in touch with spirituality, but like cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and not divorcing yourself from mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it, so if you had to define your witchiness, is it because it's not like you're saying you have magical powers no. exactly? You're saying you have human powers that you're going to tap into that anyone can tap into. Yes, and I think why I had to is because I saw what was happening to me with clients in the clinic. What? Tell me. Like I have a, like I know what they're going to say. Like I have a deep understanding and it's almost like I they're sitting across from me and I can see their whole, like, countenance every, change. Like, everything around them. Like, I can see the context in which they, like, I don't know. It's but hard to explain. But is it only in the room or is it like I right think, now with me too? No, I think it's in the room because there's no distractions. I'm really tapped into them. I'm not concerned about anything in my, like, I'm not bringing any of my own stuff in there. Like, it really is just me tuned in to another person in like the deepest way for a significant amount of time. 
And it was more like I was, I was, I, I could feel them. Like I could, and if, if somebody was talking to me about, you know, somebody in their family struggling with, or, or, or somebody's sick, like I would feel it in that same place in my body that they were sick. You know, if they're talking about an injury into a certain place, I could like almost te- like where in the body that was because I could feel it. And like it's I it's very difficult to explain. And then I had a night where I was just like kind of doing like a mindfulness practice and meditating. And it was like something told me, oh, like you know, like all this witchy stuff that you're so scared of, all this like psychic stuff that your mom talks about that you're scared of, like, just so you know, that little voice in the back of your head, that's it. Like, you know, that's, that's it. And that's like, it's not as scary as you think it is. And it's just like a intuition kind of, Mm -hmm. it's like an intuition that's like turned up a bit. And I was always scared that like, oh my God, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to like hear voices. I don't want to like, what if I'm schizophrenic? I don't want any of that. And then I just realized that like, it's always been there. And it's always existed. And I think when we had our, our, did our episode where you talked about the psychics and the schizophrenics and how it's their own voice, I was like, oh, I have that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I listen to that voice? And then when I started listening to it, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what my client. And then when I would say the things that my, that internal voice was telling me, that's my voice. I totally am aware that it's like my voice. It's just like, I know it. Like, and I'll say, could it be this? And they're like, oh, my God, that's exactly right. And I was like, oh, my God, that voice is dead on. Hmm. So I think that's it. And then the hardest thing for me was, was, like, cutting that at the end. Like, I would go home and I would just, like, cry or I would be, like, overcome with the emotion. Not of, And I knew it wasn't mine. It was, like, theirs. So I had to come up with, like... And I kept talking to people in my field, people who were doctors, people who are like supervisors about this feeling. And they tell me, oh, yeah, you got to do some kind of ritual, like maybe get some sage or maybe. And like they're giving me people who are in the sciencey world are giving me advice to use some of these very like kind of, you know, more spiritual tools like oh you should you know it sound I had one woman who came and was a professor and I was sharing all this with her and she was like you just need to get I know it sounds weird but you need to get some crystals and you need to do and I was like oh my god that's exactly what my mom says (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) they're right well it's funny that you bring that up and also talked about self-care because we had on the show a few weeks ago that Marley Grace yes she has the book out called how to not always be working And I made a mistake in airing it a few weeks ago because it doesn't actually come out until tomorrow, October 23rd, 2018. So I told them I'd remind you guys so that, I mean, if you pre-ordered, then you're all set. But, you know, if you're still interested in the book, it's great because it's what Sarah is talking about. It's this idea of like, it's not the crystals or the sage or like even your phone that matters. It's like what they uh, represent or what they can provide or take away from your life. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of figuring out for you what is enhancing your life and what is not. Mm -hmm. And then also making time. Like if you work at home, there's sometimes you don't know when, when am am I working? When am I just hanging out with my family? And then you feel guilty if you're not working. It's weird. So you have to like, divide 
create like a transition routine, like something that we say this to clients all the time too. Well, and that's why I got in the habit of having a glass of wine with dinner because that to me signaled like this is, yeah, but you have to have something else because that, you know, you want it to be more like a healthy ritual. Like I think it's great for people who go straight from the office to sitting in traffic to coming home and making dinner and do all that. Like you need something in there or else it just, it's too much. You need a break. You need well, to stop. Well, your body just doesn't know what's happening. Doesn't know. So I think having a song is really good. Um, there's a great song called Weightlessness by Marconi something, but it is the song that's that's been proven to be the most. Uh, uh, it reduces stress and reduces anxiety and depression at like a crazy. What's it called? It's it's called Weightless. By Marconi something. Is it I'll look wordless? it up right now. Like it's, it's wordless. Just and it is yes, yeah, instrumental. I keep it on my, you know, on my playlist all the time so I can play it. Like I played it Do before like I go it? to session. Um it's it's very interesting. Like they even say that women have a stronger response to this song than men do too. And I don't know what that's about. But uh so I played it. It's by Marconi Union, M-A-R-C-O-N-I Union. And it's kind of like this ambient song and it has a, a consistent beat that almost sounds like a heartbeat oh so it's like meditating yeah yeah but then there's no real like you can't follow it yeah and that's one of the key features of it is that it really trains your brain to relax because your brain can't just go into autopilot mm-hmm. it's it freaking works and so this song that. is a great one but anything even if it's like call me out who cares you know just listen to something. That's what like, you wanted to be. Right. <laughs> so bad. But like listen to something before you start your drive home. Like take a moment, close your eyes, like do a little body scan while you're sitting in the car. Like that's a really mm-hmm. great quick two-minute mindfulness my, tr- activity. My friend Pema, who's the Buddhist uh, monk mm-hmm. from Sri Lanka, he talked about that a lot, that the body is always in the present Yes. And so if you can just focus on your body, you're halfway there. And he would talk a lot about when you're in your car. If you choose, you could turn off all the distractions. Except and, the Brain Podcast. <laughs> right. And you can just be with your body. Yeah. And that way it's safe driving and a- achieving that mindful totally. approach. Oh, that's a good place to do it, too. I appreciate that he could even think of that because that guy... Like, he is a full, full, we're talking monk, monk. Yeah. And, like, he was getting his PhD, he's brilliant, but he's not exactly, like, one of us. (laughs) You know, he lives a very different life, but he knew how to connect with the way we operate and how to, like, undo that. Yeah. Yeah. But, any hoodles, that's all for now. Oh, look into the body scan meditation, people. Enjoy. And leave us a five-star review afterwards. That's a part of your self-care uh, prescription. Yes. And good day. Mm-hmm.